And Chris, did you clean up today? No. Oh. I know. Did, did you didn't you didn't sweep? You didn't uh, you didn't pick the stuff up off the floor? No, man. Because we got a we got a guest today, and the the Friends with Benefits Worldwide Headquarters is a little bit dirty right now. Um, Perpetually dirty. Yeah, yeah we live uh, in a dirty, dirty headquarters. <laughs> uh, we yeah, uh, we got a guest. We have a new friend joining us this week. A new old friend? Yeah, a new old friend. Yeah, coming back around. Yeah. It's, it's like old, It's gonna be like old times. I'm excited uh, because all new episode, Friends with Benefits podcast. I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And joining us. I guess I guess it's gonna we're gonna make it official. Our friend, the spooky bitch. <laughs> the, the can I say it? I, I feel weird saying that. I don't it, know. It, 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 it's kind of it's funny, but it's good. This is a safe space. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. This is this is our bubble. This is our safe bubble. Um, Definitely safe space. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that that's beer number one on the show? I love it's it. It's a tall boy. It's a tall boy. So it's technically <laughs> oh, one hand too. So. Oh, good. Good. One of the many things you're talented with with only one hand. It. <laughs> ha. Lauren, how are you? Thank you for joining us. Hi. I'm Thanks. good. I'm not Chris. That's true. You're not. Uh, I haven't seen the birth certificate, but I'm assuming that you're not Chris. <laughs> no. The paperwork is not necessarily in order, but. I'll take your word for it. See, we've got a uh, we've got a run of. Uh, I don't think I've told you this yet, and I don't think I've told him this yet. But I'm hoping that this is going to uh -oh. work. Um, that uh, we're going to have a run of of friends on the show because uh, we've got Lauren this week. Hopefully, we've got Jason next week. Oh um, yeah. So we've just got all of our friends coming back. This is this is one thing that I've I've liked about. Um, all this like being at home and uh, you know, kind of avoiding people stuff is people are now officially bored enough to want to hang out with us again. No, because they don't have to see us. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to see all us. They, all they have to do is just talk to us, and that's fine. Yeah, they just talk into a <laughs> microphone and they just pretend that they're with people that they actually want to look at, and it's fine. It's it's good. I like it. Twenty twenty ain't so bad after all. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, it's still pretty bad. It's pretty trash. Uh, it's a dumpster yeah. fire. But we're making the most of it. And if you want to pass some time while you are stuck at home for as little as one dollar, you can use have the that. hashtag pooping for co-run, though. Oh, yeah. That, that's... You, we'll, we'll give oh, you a if you if you <laughs> I, I will tell you this right now. If you subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash FWB podcast. And you in the notes you attach hashtag poopin for Koran. We will give you a special a special uh, episode that is only for people who use the hashtag poopin for Koran. Or if you message I'm in, us, I'm in with that um, because I know there's at least one guy who's going to want that episode, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, we will record it, and <laughs> we'll send you a what? special episode. It's not a, it's not an episode of you pooping, but it's. Oh, well, fair. fair. <laughs> We're not that weird. I, I do That's think on OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, it's just OnlyFans. Is... All, all, all I do on my OnlyFans account is uh, eat food and watch Toby Hooper movies. So. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I would pay for it. Fair enough. Thank you. I would love <laughs> to see you just brush your hair on an OnlyFans. Like, I think that <laughs> should be your OnlyFans, is you just comb your hair. I don't know. What, what, how would you feel about if... Uh, my OnlyFans was just me doing mirror photos, trying to do like really ridiculous looks, like the <laughs> like the goth trash one I sent out yesterday. That was amazing. <laughs> I love it. And like, yeah, I would love to just see uh, see you in a in a photo album of all of your uh, your New Day T-shirts and your white trash tank tops. Oh like, gosh! Just just like that is like the album is just like a, a new photo every day is your OnlyFans, and you would have you'd be probably making a few thousand dollars a month. Now, by the way, did you happen to see that it's not an Exorcist tank top? It's from Death Comes Lifting, and it says the Flexorcist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, the the tagline on it is "Your mother lifts weights in hell." Wow. <laughs> 
Well worth twenty dollars. Well it's, worth. It's, it's smart yeah. and it's classy. It's the best of <laughs> both worlds, really. You guys are onto something. This is uncharted territory. I think you could totally do a, a Chris of the Day calendar. Yes. Uh, wait, but is it me or is it no, both of us? Is it that's you? it? You don't know who you're going to get. You just have to keep flipping the next day. It's a peel-off calendar. Yeah, it's not yeah. even month by month. What if we do weekly? Ooh. I feel like trying to get me and Flanagan to do 365 individual photos is going to be uh, time-consuming. Okay, what if what if it was you during the week and then I got weekends? So like Friday, Saturday, or Saturday Sunday are me, but Monday through Friday are you and all of your uh, tank tops and New Day shirts. Into it. And then I'm I'm Saturday, Sunday. I will have to up. I'll have to up the tank top game, though. Yeah, I don't have too many tanks. <laughs> How many people many. start getting repeats? Uh, honestly, I can probably only make it through about a week. Oh, what? Yeah, I don't have that many tank tops, man. Okay, yeah, just get the sleeves off some of your shirts. You'll be fine. Yeah, no, also true. It'd be good. There's a there's a sweet Jaws tank top at Target. You can get one of those. And, well, I feel like also at some point the, there would have to be like some basketball jerseys. Uh, I'm down with that. But like not really nice expensive ones, but like ones I go to Goodwill and find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, can so I like, ask you a question about buying stuff at Goodwill, by the way, since we're talking okay. about it? Let's talk about that. Uh, am I the only one that feels weirded out buying any kind of clothes at Goodwill because I always feel like someone died in whatever it is that I'm buying? Haven't bought clothes from Goodwill since high school. Yeah. Is that why? My my, my Uh, thing is, is that, like, especially with the shoes, like, if I'm looking at shoes, I'm afraid that if I actually take my shoes off to try the shoes on, that someone will come along and then take my (laughs) shoes. And then I'm standing there and I don't have any shoes. (laughs) Well, I guess I got to pay $2 for these shoes. There, there's a certain th- like there, there are certain things I, I am, I will only wear brand new, and shoes are definitely on that list. It's like shoes and underwear and like socks. No, no, no secondhand anything like that because you don't know if the person that had the shoes before you wore socks, and that's gnarly. Oh, but, oh I'm gonna throw up in my mouth right here. Oh, that is <laughs> fucking gnarly. <laughs> that is disgusting. And, and, and first of all, I've never been to a to a Goodwill or any place that has. That has underwear. I don't know where you're shopping. Oh no, no. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they do. It's not like I ever like. <laughs> I was looking for like stupid fucking t-shirts to wear in high school. That my pride and joy, like my freshman and sophomore year, was a. Excuse me. Um, your pride and joy right now. <laughs> was it was a t-shirt that said Ashland Oil Employee and proud of it. <laughs> I have never in my life known anyone that works for Ashland Oil. Um, but I found that shirt at Goodwill, and it sure was a dollar. <laughs> well, obviously they weren't proud of it because they sold the shirt back. <laughs> I, uh... well, and uh, have I ever told you this story about my brother's uh, intramural uh, basketball T-shirt? No. Which, it, looking back, it's not something you could wear in twenty twenty twenty. Um. My brother and his friends, one of the dudes went to Goodwill and found, like, I'm not joking, someone had dropped off, like, eight T-shirts. I guess they had been, uh, I guess they had been a team of some sort, volleyball, basketball, something. And it was just European Americans (laughs) with different, like, nicknames on the back. So, legitimately, this was uh, early college. I had that shirt from my brother, and, you know, it's a... Black shirt, you know, just the iron-on lettering said European Americans, and the name on the back was Fatty, and the number was sixty-nine. <laughs> because of course it was. That's always the number. It's always that or zero zero or four twenty. Like anytime you let somebody, <laughs> anytime you let a a guy under the age of. 112. <laughs> Pick a jersey number. It's always going to be double zeros, 420, or 69. Every time. Hold on. Occasionally, if, if you're getting, if you're allowing three digits, there might also be 469. Yeah. Or 666. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah. Nice. That's true. That's true. 
So, uh, yeah, I just, okay. So uh, since we're talking about, um, things that you wouldn't believe that people would give back or sell back like underwear, which I still, that grosses me out more than, <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that, do, do you think that if somebody like, I, I've always pictured when I'm in a, like a, a used DVD Blu-ray store that like, there's someone who died and they go to heaven and they're about like, like they, like they're going through the book of like all the stuff that, okay, here's all the good things that you did. And it's like overwhelmingly positive. And, they, and they're like, all right, sweet. So I'm getting into heaven. Right. And they're like, yeah, but you sold back the passion of the Christ for $2 and 50 cents. <laughs> Uh, so I just, I don't think there's room for you. And then they just like drop, like, who, why, like, I wouldn't even sell it back, like, just on the off chance. Well, and it's one of those things where you know anyone who's like selling that. It, it's like, well, they, they either had a crisis of faith, yeah. or it's like, they're not selling it because they need to buy food. And any family that's like, <sighs> that is not getting rid of their copy of Passion of the Christ. No! Um,. It is literally just going to be, uh, it's like, but they would sell it for cigarette money, but not food. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So they are either selling it for cigarette or beer money or a crisis of faith. So, you know, you know you're up there, you're having that conversation, and it's yeah. just like, I just, I, then the, the lever gets pulled. There has to be a lever. It's not like they just snap their fingers. No, no, there's no. a lever. It's, it's like the, or... the Conan O'Brien Chuck Norris lever. Exactly. Or... You could audit that list, and actually, when you go back and see it, you see that it was actually Ginger Dead Man Two: Passion of the Crust that Ooh. he sold back. Yeah, uh, I would take whatever they gave me for that. I don't know that. How, how do I disconnect someone from a call? <laughs> yeah, how do you boot somebody out of here? Uh, yeah, I just I always thought like as as I'm going through DVDs that I'm like, how, like how, how do you get to that point where you're like, well. Yeah, I'd rather have the two dollars, and you just go and sell it back. And you know, I just that always just kind of makes me laugh, like to see well, what people sell back. Well, now there are so many places that just don't even give it by like title or anything. Like I know uh, Game Exchange. You know, you guys have it in Bowling Green. We have a couple here in Lexington. They are just blanket. It is twenty five cents for a DVD and like fifty cents for a Blu ray, <laughs> and like two dollars per box set. Wow, it is. Fucking like it is highway robbery. Yeah, did they give you store credit with a ski mask? Because yeah. they're basically well, robbing you. R F Y E doesn't do buybacks anymore. Hey, at least you got an F Y E. Well, fair. I fair. mean, sometimes. So you want to pay suggested uh, retail price for all of your media? Have you guys <laughs> ever heard of Have you guys ever heard of Hastings? Mm, I've no. heard of it, but I've never been been to one. It was this. Weird, kind of like Sam Goody, Barnes and Noble, like mix uh, that also had like you could rent movies there too. So the closest one was in Richmond. They they always had some hard to find stuff um, and some like special edition stuff. So it was kind of you know I'd drive out there every few months with one of my friends. So one time we're out there and it's like buy two get one free on DVDs or Blu-rays or something. So I find like a couple things and then I, I happened upon. A movie from my youth that I decided for the low, low price of $4 I needed to get. Uh, have y'all ever seen Trailer Park of Terror? Oh, God. No. No, okay. but I am intrigued. No, there's a reason you haven't seen it. Don't be intrigued. DDP. Uh, Is DDP in that one? No, no, no. Okay, no, okay no. good. I feel like he, DDP's that's a, a schlock. He's in, like, Monster... I think he's in, like, Monster Brawl and, like, uh, Monsters versus... Or, yeah, Monsters versus Wrestlers, which is... I can't bring myself to watch because it looks so bad. Um, so I get home and, uh, you know, I'm like, I'll watch Trailer Park of Terror tonight. And, like, ten minutes in, it just gets unbelievably skippy. I try and skip to the next scene, nothing. And I eject it. And, you know, I text my buddy that I went with, and he responds. He's like, well, man, are you going to take it back? And I was like, I am not taking an hour and a half out of my day to drive to Richmond, Kentucky, to return a $4 movie. <laughs> I, my, my time is worth more than that $4. So not by much. Not by much, mind you. But uh, yeah, I, I would say it's worth more than the $4. Plus the gas that you're, uh, you have to yeah. put in there and your time. Yeah, your time's worth more than that. 
Again, not by much, but <laughs> not to the. It is to the uh, to the many many listeners of this fine program. They appreciate your time, um, especially the inmates. Speaking of, yeah, if a person from jail, if a person from jail writes us a letter with the hashtag pooping for Koran. Oh God. Oh no. We will we will write you back. If you yeah. include an address, we will we will write you back. I I, like, I will hand write you a letter. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a, a minute since we've read some jail mail. Uh it's been a little over a month now. Um yeah, they 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 sure do love you. <sighs> those are my, I I guess they're my people. Yeah, those are your peeps in jail. <laughs> I still just want the one dude who promised me all the weed I could smoke in the 72 virgins. Yeah. And I just have this, the the, the visual picture he painted of me in my hell mansion with Julian just driving around firing guns in the air. (laughs) I I like how he, he divided that letter into two parts. There was the psychotic side for me and Julian, and there yeah. was, like, the nice side for you and Peacock. Yeah, it was so weird, and I, I think the the easiest way to cement the fact that you're going to get that is to make sure to sell back your copy of Passion of the Christ for $2 at your local <laughs> your local used DVD store. Yeah, for, for whatever reason, the, uh, the inmates absolutely love you. I still have one that I'm hanging on to uh, to read at our next live show that I can't I can't read. Just on the show, it has to be a live show. It's a live show exclusive. I already know, and uh, oh no, it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty awful. Like some of them have been bad. Like we had the four part story uh, where Koran got kidnapped, uh, which turned into a five part story yeah. because it was fucking choose your own adventure. Yeah, at the end. yeah, it became a choose your own adventure <laughs> where like yeah, where where we got part one and then we got part two. And then it took us a while to get to the next part. And so he rewrote it with a different ending and sent it to us again saying he thought that we didn't read it because we didn't like the ending. So he rewrote it um, and then continued on that path. But it was just because we were so backed up with stuff that we just couldn't get to it in apparently appropriate time. So he just decided to rewrite it. I don't know. Yeah. But that was Did a good story. Did the adventure story. include getting 16 beers at Chili's and fighting ninjas? It did not. That's how it should have been. It involved him walking to the podcast studio and then being abducted. And uh, the guy wanted Koran to uh, marry his daughter. And then it ended up. Uh, with, no, no, yeah. we don't have to. We don't have to relive this. I mean, you can go uh, back and I, you can go back and listen in the archives uh, as part yeah. of the uh, the Patreon account. It's they're available in the in the in the vault for as little as one dollar a month and yeah. as high as thirty seven fifty a month. Yeah, that that's the other. Yeah, we have that, that's one of our secret menu items. Is if you subscribe uh, to the Patreon and pay thirty seven fifty a month, which one person already has. Uh, you or a representative for you will get a shot at the intergender championship that is officially recognized by the Kentucky Boxing and Wrestling Authority. So just keep that in mind, everybody listening. Thirty-seven fifty. You could be the second person because there already is somebody. So expect a video coming soon. That's a whole. Someone's gonna kill you. Oh yeah, I'm Someone's dead. Like I am a dead man. Kill you. I am a dead Someone's man. Someone's gonna kill you. Uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> it involves me getting a body bag, but anyway. Uh, well, hold on, it's you. It's more going to be like a bowling ball bag because you're so tiny. It's gonna, uh, yeah, I'm going to be sent home in a Ziploc freezer bag. Uh, it's going to be one more like one of those Ziploc snack bags. <laughs> like a snack pack that fits like three peanuts. <laughs> That's it. It's fun-sized. Yeah, it's just like me, I guess. I don't know. That's all I got. Well, Koran, you sent me an interesting, well, several interesting texts this week. Uh, <laughs> but one, one, in, one in particular that I, I would like to uh, have us expand upon uh, during the next uh, 40, 45 minutes that we have left together. Do you remember what that text was? 
Dragons? Uh, no. No. Well, as as spawned off of one of our previous conversations, we started talking uh, about uh, cult movies. Not cult movies like that involve cults, but like movies with cult followings. And so we got into, uh, or we, we decided to hold on to the, the discussion of what makes a cult movie and all of that for, uh, to, to include, uh, uh, spooky friend in on this conversation. Wait, not Chris, Lauren, spooky bitch, spooky friend. We gotta, we We gotta gotta pick pick something here, man. I know we're all over the place with this. I mean, I'm down for whatever. Oh, that's going to be the title of the episode. Go! It's going to be called Special Guest Lauren Down for Whatever is the title of this episode now. Hell yeah. You've done it now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because... I'll never never top anything ever in my life again. uh, Well, (laughs) we need to talk about your priorities in life then. (laughs) Because this this show should never be the apex of your existence in any for any reason, any reason. <laughs> just pack it up, go home. Yeah, just just let's just call it a day. Um, I'll tell you a movie that I wish was a cult classic, and I know Koran, you'll agree with me. Is uh, Jack Frost? Ooh. I would. Not, See, I would not, say not, I, not, not, not the Michael Keaton one, but I was gonna say I'm assuming you're. <laughs> I would, the See, bad I would say, one. I would. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> what do you mean, bad one? Bad is in the right. uh, the spooky one. The spooky. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And not that, not that scene with that c- carrot. At no. Not that. <laughs> I would like I would almost say it's but you're right it's not but it's like it's cult adjacent. Yeah, it's so close. Like all all that needs to happen is like somebody needs to discover it like now and mm-hmm. and like talk about it and like hype it up or like if it showed up on Netflix like people would yeah. would go ballistic oh, yeah. about it cuz like it is the perfect time for a movie like Jack Frost, the mutant killer snowman, to hit Netflix. Yeah, you know, uh, Joe Bob made it part of his Christmas special. Did he really? Yeah, it was the because like a bunch of people had it made its like Shutter premiere during that. Oh. Um, it was the one they kind of kept under wraps because it was Black Christmas, then Jack Frost, and they finished with Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. Ugh. Oh yeah, Ugh. garbage day. Which day? Which is basically 85% of it is Silent Night, Deadly Night 1. So many flashbacks in that movie. (laughs) It's not even good. Like, it's just all... They they were just like, we need two extra days of shooting and we can make a whole other movie. (laughs) The uh, filming time was 37 and a half hours. Uh Yeah. Uh, But, like... uh, Jack Frost, Chopping Mall, and The Stuff are, like, my three that I'm like, I wish they would, like, catapult up to the next cult status. Sorry, what was the what was the middle one? I heard Jack Frost and The Stuff. Uh, Chopping Mall. Oh, Chopping Mall is definitely yeah. a cult class. You think it is? That's on my, that's on my list, too. Yes! Yeah, no, like, I, I, I disagree. I think Chopping Mall is a cult classic. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same. Um... In terms of, like, my go-to when I'm talking about cult movies, the one I always have to bring up is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's actually, shockingly, not a horror movie. Uh, the Warriors. Um, to me, it is... If if I think cult movies, it's one of the first things that always comes to mind. It's, you know... It just encapsulates that, like, 70s kind of action in New York and... It's just so much fucking fun. I did have part of the movie ruined for me, though. When um, I went to, they were doing a screening, because one of the bars here in town used to have a cult movie film thing, where they would show different, what they called cult movies. Some definitely weren't cult movies. Um, But they did, 
the dude who was introducing the warriors, he's like, yeah, and if you pay attention, you'll notice no one ever talks over anyone in the entire movie. And it ruined my fucking night. <laughs> it just ruined my fucking night. So well, that's okay. We'll make it up because on this episode, everybody's going to talk over everybody. Yeah. Well, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Got him. Paid for- God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and twice now, twice. Yeah. It's already paid In for itself. That joke. Did. In a row. <laughs> oh God. Um, All right, so how do I disconnect someone from a call? You're going to disconnect both of us. You're just going to talk by yourself. (laughs) But you're the one recording. I know. That's where we run into a conundrum. Uh, I don't know. Um, I wish uh, there's a couple movies that have cult status that I wish didn't. Um, Okay, what you got? I'm not going to go on my soapbox about how I hate the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I wish that it was not a cult favorite. Okay. I don't like it. I think it's terrible. I think it's a funny, I think it's a good comedy, but it's not a good horror movie. You won't be interested in this week's OnlyFans video where I eat an extra large pizza and watch, watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre then. <laughs> yeah, no, I will not. I will skip that one, but I'll be back for the next one. Woohoo! Oh, come on, but at least you gotta see Franklin get pushed down the hill. Yeah, that son of a bitch getting a chainsaw out of the gut, like, always cracks me up. Whenever I'm having a bad day, I'll watch that scene. Like if I'm if I'm in a bad mood, I'll watch I'll watch the uh, the wheelchair Franklin get get killed. See, yeah. Like that's the difference. Like I feel bad when uh, Mark from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two gets killed in the wheelchair, but I laugh like I cackle when Franklin in the wheelchair gets killed, and I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> I just hate Franklin. I don't know. <laughs> Franklin sucks. I'll say it. Well, that's true. That is true. But uh, also the first Evil Dead. Uh, I don't know why, because uh, I don't like that one. Uh, I like the second one, but the first one's terrible. The second one's better. It's much yeah. better. I agree with you there. But the first one always gets all the uh, acclaim and the praise and, oh, it's such a genre-changing movie, blah, 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 it's so great. second one's better. I actually uh, just rewatched the first Evil Dead recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that I wish weren't, and uh, this is going to be a fucking tangent, so just buckle up. <laughs> Wes Anderson does not make cult classic movies. He makes popular movies for fucking hipsters. Agree. Um, But, you know, it's one of those things where (laughs) people that love Wes Anderson movies call them films. Um, (laughs) And it's just like it's boring, dry, pretentious, awkward humor. For two and a half hours. That's what you're guaranteed to get in every single one of his fucking movies. It worked for Rushmore and Bottle Rocket. I didn't need to see it a dozen more times. They aren't cult classics. They aren't. When Criterion is saving a spot for whatever movie he's putting out that year to be in their library, it's not a cult classic at that point. When you're basically guaranteed that, like, he's getting, you know nominations for bullshit awards and blah, blah, blah. Every fucking time he like turns on the camera. Oh, well they look so good. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. His movies are boring. Fucking hate Wes Anderson. Can I tell you like a, uh, something that now that you say that, like that I, I realize I have never met anybody in person, real life, Who's like, I love Wes Anderson films. Travis Williams. <laughs> Whoa, called out. Damn. Like, I, I, wow. Okay. I guess I've met one person. I didn't know that, though. Like, yeah. I've never heard anybody say in real life, oh, I love Wes Anderson films. I'm like, a connoisseur of yeah. Wes Anderson. Like, oh, I, I God. Know, I know people that like, that like individual movies that he's done, but I've never heard somebody be like, 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 speak of him the way that people speak of, like, Quentin Tarantino or 
you know, like any any other director. Like I've never heard anybody be like, "Oh, his catalog of, of films is is just incredible." Um, but yeah, never. You're making me want to hit you. <laughs> Good thing I'm far away. <sighs> yeah, social distancing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like now that you say that, I've never. Like there are people that are like, I love Tarantino movies. I love Spielberg movies. I love uh, Ridley Scott. Yeah. Like uh, all these other directors. Uh, I love Hitchcock movies. I love this and that, but I've never heard anybody say that about Wes Anderson except maybe Bill Murray, but that's about it. Uh, he gets to collect a paycheck. So <laughs> yeah, that's about all on his bankroll. Of course he's going to like everything he makes. Yeah. Um, he also did two Garfield movies, so really, I mean, <laughs> let's just let's just take a moment of silence for the fact that the only two sequels he's ever done are Ghostbusters two and Garfield two. And there we go. Uh, Moving on. Yeah, let's let's talk about something happier. Um, gosh, just bad. Um, Let's see, cult movies that I really, that I'm glad are cult movies. Uh, also, I, I'll go ahead and tell you one that I hate, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski's not a fucking cult movie. It it's is, the Coen Brothers. It is a no, cult it's not. movie, though. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. It shouldn't be. It should not be. Yeah. I'll give you Raising Arizona. Yeah. Great cult movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How i But... Uh, but no, like Lebowski, no, like there are fucking festivals yeah, for the know, big right. Lebowski, Lebowski fest. We really need 72 hours and they have, they might be giants coming to play fucking sweet. Like, we're going to watch big Lebowski and see, they might be giants. I would literally rather spend my weekend doing anything else. How about going to the gathering of the juggalos? Buddy, I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, I need to see what we rated that because I remember we we were rating those. Um, uh, no, we gave, we gave that a seven. Oh, we yeah. we seven out of ten that we would go, and we gave the furry convention I think a two point five. Yeah, yeah, furry convention I'm not all about. Um, uh, oh, okay, I got one. I got one that's great that I love that is a cult movie and uh, deserves to be a cult movie and is actually one of my favorite movies. Okay, they live. Oh yeah. Oh, especially now. Yeah, it's it's like really, really on point in 2020. <laughs> yep. Uh, I love it. Um, I remember just you know from the first time I saw it, I was just like, well, first of all, Rowdy Roddy Piper. You can't go wrong with Rowdy Roddy Piper. I don't know, man. Have you seen Hell Comes to Frogtown? I love Hell Comes to Frogtown, and it's so bad, but I love it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's it's awful. Um, I can even try and defend him in my Super Sweet Sixteen movie, but I won't here. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Go on. Um, I mean, uh, uh, my my argument is literally just, come on, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> like, come on, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. Have you ever you seen gotta... Body Slam? I mean, come on, it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I actually even, uh, I backed the, uh, the they live board game because it gives you, um, a pair of sunglasses that changes the way the game board looks, oh, oh, yes. nice. which is just like super badass. So, uh, it has up to, I think it's up to four players. So, uh, I'm calling it now when we can be, you know, not quarantined, uh, the three of us are going to play the, they live board game. And to it. so that's happening. We'll do it as a live video or some shit. I don't know. It'll be good stuff. But yeah, They Live definitely deserves the cult status. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. What's, what else is on my list? Um, uh, I'll throw out Shaun of the Dead deserves the cult status it has. Okay. All right. Um, it was, I don't know. It was, you know, again, it was just a ton of fun. And really kind of brought like it gave them the spotlight they deserved. Cause I don't know if either of y'all have ever seen spaced. If you haven't, it's the a great show that that entire group made before they decided to do Shaun of the dead. 
and they did a Resident Evil episode, which, uh, sorry, scratching my face, um, which was the inspiration for Shaun of the Dead. And so it was nice to see them get like their, like the respect they deserve and be able to like flesh that out and do a whole thing. Plus, you know, it launched the careers of, uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, Nick Frost to a point as well. But it was just, it's one of those things that I can always put on. Like I'm, if someone's like, we're going to watch Shaun of the Dead, I'm always going to be like, fuck yes, we are. <laughs> like, yep. It's happening. Um, I, I will admit to you, I've only seen it once. Um, but I enjoyed we, it. We gotta, we gotta fix that. No, right. Yeah. I've only, I've literally, I've only seen it the one time. Um, but I did enjoy it. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. A couple years, so. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I did not, um, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the rest of the, um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, like they're, they're fine. Like they're good, but I'm not like they're, they're never going to be like my, Hey, let's just put that on list. Um, so it was for all of those were one and done for me. So that's why, but I I would, I would entertain watching it again with you. Okay. I would. Um, well, we can, we can do that. Then play the, they live board game. Yes. Uh, make a whole on the Patreon. Yes. That's a level on the Patreon. Oh, so wait, she, she's on the show once and she gets to suggest Patreon levels? I guess so. What the fuck? <laughs> that's uh, that's going to be the, uh, we're going to rename it as the uh, the the spooky bitch level. <laughs> Into it. If you Never mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm back in. <laughs> uh, can we take a few minutes and just run down the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Uh, yeah. Because I think that movie's garbage. Those are... Yes, please. Uh, this whole like midnight movie showing and people, uh, I never understood the, uh, like the, the, what is it? Like the shadow acting thing that people do. Oh, with yeah. that. The shadow cast. Yes. I hate that stuff. It's, it's just, I never got the appeal of it and you know, uh, but like, yeah, Rocky horror picture show. Uh, I, I didn't like it the first time I saw it. I don't like it now. It I, I, I don't get the appeal. Uh, even Barry Bostwick can't save it for me. It's just not, it's not for me. No, uh, I'm with you, man. If I'm going to watch one of those like weird ass musical sci-fi horror things, it's going to be repo the genetic opera. Yeah. Well, also, uh, I, I feel like is a it could be classified as a cult movie. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And uh, I think it's it's. I, I mean, I, I will go ahead and go on record as to say, um, every so often, uh, the the baseline for Time Warp gets stuck in my head. Uh, but you know, I I find something else to listen to, and I get that out. But uh, yeah, I just I can't I cannot stand. Rocky Horror Picture. If someone can explain to me the appeal of it, I would. I, I would actually listen to it. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't understand the appeal of it. So I, I mean, know. I grew up theater kid. I did do theater. I volunteered at a theater. I worked at a performance theater for two years. Still hate it. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no repo. The genetic opera. Um, I'm a fan. I'm glad that it has cult status. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which brings the bigger question is how how do you classify a movie as a cult classic movie? <laughs> See, I, I can run it down better for games. Like, okay. I, can, I, can, I can explain to you what makes a cult game easily. Okay. Poor sales numbers. That's literally what boils it down to is because there, I mean, there are plenty of amazing video games out there that just didn't sell well and gained that cult status. Uh, the two off the top of my head that I can think of are Psychonauts, uh-huh. which is amazing. Yeah. And beyond good and evil. Okay. Again, also amazing. Um, but with games, I, th- I really, I, I truly think it boils down to sales numbers. Because 
uh, same thing with kind of Eternal Darkness. If they're not going to sell well enough to get sequels and get franchised and get put out on lists and, you know, they're not getting displays at Target, Walmart, Best Buy, you know, I think at the time of these games I'm talking about, Circuit City was still a thing. Oh, I they, remember they, Circuit City. <laughs> yeah, if there was a lack of promotion, you weren't going to know about it. So it was, you know, these games that you only heard about on, like, forums in the early aughts when, you know, nerds like me were on video game forums. Um, but, yeah, for, for movies, I think it's more difficult because, like, you have to – I don't know, it's, it's, it's weird to talk about, like, is it different per genre? Or does the same thing cross over? No, I think, I think that's fair, because, like, uh, like Super Troopers. Oh. Uh, that did, that did not great in its theatrical run, but crushed it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, like... You know, it, it in the in the initially it uh, it did really bad and it bombed and it just kind of got thrown out on DVD and then a bunch of people in college discovered it and it became this huge hit that then spawned a sequel, um, and you know so that definitely follows that pattern of you know at least initially low sales numbers. But then finds an finds an audience, like a very passionate fan base that may or may not help it spawn more. Yeah, but yeah. Um, the written example for another company. Have you ever seen Hot Rod? Oh yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Andy Samberg's a fucking i don't know if he's really still one in 2020 but he was like a mega star for the past few years yeah and i mean just the the list of people in hot rod uh andy samberg bill Hader, uh danny mcbride oh my gosh the dude from deadwood that plays the stepfather the main guy from deadwood what's his name oh uh ian mcshane Yes, yeah, Ian yeah. Shane is in the movie. Like the other Lonely Island guys, all make appearances. Um, I think Dax Shepard has a role in it. Like, uh, uh, no, not Hit Rod. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> yeah, Isla Fisher, Bill Hader. Danny McBride, Ian McShane, Will Arnett, not not Dax Shepard, but yeah, Will Arnett plays the douchey boyfriend in the movie. Like it had so many people in it, and definitely, uh, and I, you, we've talked about Super Troopers before. Rewinding, going back to that, Super Troopers is like the perfect example of a movie that got to like have its cake and eat it too. Yeah, because it's it's one hundred percent a cult classic, but like. When you could go to bars, like you could probably walk into a bar and make a Super Troopers reference, and at least two or three strangers are going to get what you're saying. I mean, I think it was. I think it was earlier today. I uh, I used the quote at work. I said, "Do you boys like Mexico?" <laughs> Yeehaw! Like in the way that they do in the movie, and yeah, it. Uh, it everybody laughed because everybody knew what it was. But I feel bad because I don't really have an answer for what makes something a uh, a cult classic in terms of like film or movie. Is it? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like initial run is not good and then eventually like gets notoriety, or if it's. You know, there's enough of a following to, like, I don't know, like, if the fandom, like, if it has a fandom, I don't know. Like, it's it's hard to put your finger on it. Or, um, like, with one of my favorites, Sling Blade, like, that came uh, out, um, you know, nobody really knew who Billy Bob Thornton was. And then, you know, as he got more and more famous, people were like, oh, what's this Sling Blade movie about? And then, yeah. I've never seen Sling Blade. Get out. What? Uh, how, do how do you kick yourself out of the 
What? How do you kick yourself out of the? Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Be gone. No, uh, I, I have seen clips from Sling Blade, but I've never seen the whole movie. So good. And if you grew up, which, well, you didn't, Flanagan. But oh. if you grew up in the country here in, uh, in the 90s, then you're very familiar with Dwight Yoakam. And he plays a magnificent dirtbag character. Listen, I I know exactly who <laughs> Dwight Yoakam is, and I am a I don't huge. Know how they did think up there in, uh, in Maine. Listen, I I want you to know that uh, for a while uh, I watched like, like my favorite part of Terminator Two was that you heard a Dwight Yoakam song, and I would tell everybody like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, they play the Dwight Yoakam song in the bar," and people would be like, they do. "Fucking what? Like uh, what?" And uh, so yeah, like yeah, no, I am very familiar with Dwight Yoakam. Just, just for the record. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm just confused because you said like the country is. I'm, I moved to Lexington in '90. <laughs> is Lexington the country? I've been here for 30 years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, fair enough. Then I guess I grew up in the boondocks of uh, the back hills of Kentucky in one of the largest, uh, largest cities in the state. Yep. You did. <laughs> that's that's official, and you don't know who Dwight Yoakam is. So yeah, I know who Dwight Yoakam is. I've never listened to much of his stuff, but I know who Dwight Yoakam is. He's actually uh, he's he's very very good. Uh, A fellow but, Kentuckian, no less. Uh, his uh, his he has one of the few covers of a Queen song that I enjoy. Oh yeah. Um, because he covered a Queen song, which is like ridiculously hard, and he, it actually was great. So made it happen. Props mm-hmm. to him for that. Need to get him on the show next. I mean, he's probably not doing much these days. That would be awesome. Yeah, we'll just talk to Dwight Yoakam yeah. for a while. <laughs> but I, I won't make jokes about kicking him off the show. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, no, no. Uh, he also is a, um, he's in one of my favorite, uh, gifts that I like to send, uh, to people where it's just him and he just says, you two suck. And he says, uh, <laughs> uh why don't you, it's something like, why don't you, uh, like it, it, it hold on, I'm going to find it. Cause it's really friggin' funny. Like he's, he's actually really funny and I don't want to turn this into like a Dwight Yoakam love fest, but, uh, <laughs> like it, w- when he wants to be really funny, uh, he's pretty. He just has really good actually delivery. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Why don't you just kiss my left nut?" <laughs> and I, so I send that to people all the time, like because it's just funny, and like, no, like I like it because it's Dwight Yoakam saying that, but people just laugh because of what he says. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No. Oh yeah, um, John Ritter was also in Sling Blade. He was the, uh, he played, well, I don't want to give too much away, but John Ritter was in there. And then, um, yeah, Dwight Yoakam, of course, Billy Bob Thornton. It's a pretty good little cast of characters. That is a good cast. That's a solid cast. And it's like, it's one of those, like, uh, that's, that needs to be a topic that we need to do is movies with underrated cast or like unrecognized casts. Like, like you don't realize the greatness of that cast. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great topic that we need to talk about at some point. Um, Man, that's an awesome idea. We won't do we won't do another um, uh, movies that are so bad they're good topic. Um, but um, inside joke, I'll explain later. So, <laughs> what about stuff that like was cult, but probably wouldn't be now? Like I wouldn't call Supernatural a cult show anymore. Oh, no. No, oh, not at no. all. I, w- I would say for, like, the first four or five seasons, maybe even to a point like season six, but not now. Yeah. <laughs> which, what, are, what are they on now, anyway? Like, season 29? 15, which they have to do in two, which they have to do in two fucking parts because COVID won't let that show. It's trying to kill everything else, but Supernatural gets to live on for another goddamn year. Listen, COVID is not fair because it killed the XFL, but it allows Supernatural to continue. To- <laughs> and that's the least fair thing I've ever said. The XFL? 
definitely deserves cult status. Yeah, oh, God, yes. And I'm talking like XFL 2001. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the original, the OG XFL that like everybody makes fun of. And no, that one was fantastic. Definitely deserves cult status. But yeah, no, as soon as you walk into a hot topic and two thirds of it is supernatural merchandise, it's not a cult show anymore. (laughs) You know what else I think lost cult status? What's that? I hate this, so I'm happy it did. Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking hate Doctor Who. Yeah. I'm just leaving it at that. I can't go on another rant. I already ranted about why I hate Wes Anderson. <laughs> uh, Fucking yeah. Doctor Who. Bullshit. <laughs> Listen, I watched, I, as, a, as a Doctor Who expert, I'm a certified Doctor Who expert. I have seen one entire episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's, it's okay to be in awe. Uh, I've seen an entire episode start to finish uh, all the way through the credits. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it became like, it became one of those, like, like almost like big bang theory where it's like, you have to watch it. You you feel like you have to watch it to give yourself nerd credibility Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, well I watch Dr. Who and it's like, I'm the king of the dorks. Like, okay, but, but why? Yeah. Like, okay. Good job. Good job. Yeah, like, okay. Like, it, and I tried, yeah, it's just, it's it's not for me yeah. at all. Um, Let but, me guess, you have a TARDIS bumper sticker on your car. And or a TARDIS tattoo. Oh, oh that's a bad choice. <sighs> mm-hmm. That's, yeah, a tattoo of... Yeah, oof, oof. So I'm gonna. I've got a question to pose to you about if something is cult. Okay. PCW. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thousand percent, yeah. Only until up until and including one night stand 2005, yeah, but nothing after. Yeah, like that's the end point. Like that is the the last actual ECW thing in my the last true ecw thing oh, yeah. and uh, after that you know we call it wwecw uh, yeah. um, because it's not the it's it's ecw in name only but uh yeah oh yeah original ecw because see here's the thing about original ecw like if you watched ecw programming in like the mid like like the late 90s you were like part of this part of this like secret club. Yep. That was like nobody like everybody else was like, Oh yeah, I watched uh you know, I watched uh VK Wall Street defeat six on uh on uh, Monday Nitro and you're like, Yeah, I fucking watched Balls Mahoney throw Spike Dudley through a flaming table and it was awesome and people are like, What? And like you felt like you were part of this like secret club that nobody else knew about and it was awesome. Yeah, I remember the only time I ever got in trouble because my cousin could get ECW in Louisville, but we couldn't in uh, Lexington, and that was up at his house. And it aired it aired at like eleven o'clock or something. It aired late, and my aunt came downstairs because she couldn't sleep, and we were watching it. And it was the episode where they crucified the Sandman. Oh yeah, you know the thing that almost turned Kurt Angle off to professional wrestling forever. Um. And she came in, and, you know, Sandman's bleeding, and there's uh, Raven just standing under him, having blood drip down onto him. And she just comes in the room, and she's like, uh, boys, you need to watch something else. <laughs> and so, like, we just go into my uncle's movie room and pick out this super violent horror movie, and it's like, this is fine, I guess. Yeah, so that, that, that works. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh, I remember uh, when ECW first got their uh, their TNN deal. Oh my gosh, they had to blur so much. Yeah, and it was just like one giant blur for half an hour. You hear Joey Styles just going, "Oh my god!" as you just saw blurs flying around the screen. 
Yeah, because uh, TNN, who was trying to get the rights to WWE, or WWF at the time, wouldn't allow ECW to show violence towards women, but they were trying to sign WWF in 2000. <laughs> um, so, yeah, didn't make a ton of sense. Yeah, that... Uh, and then, yeah... yeah. <sighs> I think we need to do a deep dive at some point into the history of TNN as a network. Oh, God, yes. The Nashville network to the national network to Spike TV to Paramount Network. Oh, yeah. Oh, did they become Paramount? Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Paramount became. Huh. Never knew that. Yeah. So, uh Yeah. The, the the channel that went from uh, the Grand Ole Opry, the Statler Brothers show, and Crook and Chase. Shotgun Red. Yes. Uh, went to ECW, then went to Bar Rescue and Cops. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty much 95% of their programming right now. It's like turning on True TV and expecting to see anything other than uh, Impractical Jokers. Yeah, no. You'll see, uh, like, early on the weekend mornings, you'll see, like, World's Dumbest Criminals. But that's, like, literally the only other thing. They used to have that magic show, but, like, no one watched that. And that's about it. Yeah. Sorry, True TV. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Da-na-na-na. So you, you uh, either of y'all have anything that was cult that isn't now? I feel like I did steal the two biggest examples with Supernatural and Doctor um, Who. Though. Yeah, you kind of did. Um, I would, I would say Office Space. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love Office Space, and I still send that. Uh, it's one of my favorite gifts to use Michael Bolton, where he just turns around and looks at the camera and he has this like, Oh God expression on his face. <laughs> I still send that to people on the daily. <laughs> That's like, um, I would also stretch to say the office. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because and and I I will be the first to admit that there are times during the week that I will uh, something is happening that I just can't believe the the absurdity and I'll just turn and look as if there's a camera there I'll give it the gym face but yeah that was one of those that for a while it was like if you did that and like and Parks and Rec. We're like the two that were like, oh, you don't watch those? Oh, like, and now it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm binge watching it for the 780th time on Netflix. (sighs) Yeah, and I think, well, I think it's Netflix to blame for that. Um, Because, like, The Office was one of those things that, like, up until, and, you know, you could say this for countless shows, I'm sure, uh, until it hit Netflix, they're just wasn't a huge, huge fan base for it, but it gained so much like popularity and that kind of shit over time that it just became this massive phenomenon to or phenomenon or whatever. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm sticking with to the point where I think like Netflix offered something like $750 million to keep the streaming rights for it and got turned down. That's that's it is the uh, the modern day for a while. Uh, my example would have been uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, was well. Did you hear how much they paid for Seinfeld? Way too much. I heard yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> but they get flared. David for money. Yeah, they're making bank. Like. There's actually, speaking about The Office, there's actually a uh, Billie Eilish song that uses samples from uh, The Office. And it's like, a, I forget, it's like Michael's, oh, it's um, Threat Level Midnight. Oh. They use samples in the, in, the, in the background of the song. I don't know if I've ever heard a Billie Eilish song, so my bad. Uh, 
I mean, it's kind of one of those things where if nobody's around, I'll put it on. <laughs> just be, uh, just take it from me. Be unashamed about the music you listen to. Yeah, yeah. That's... People will tell people will tell me it's garbage, and it's like you think I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> listen, but it's my garbage. In a world where people call All Star by Smash Mouth garbage, uh, be proud of what you listen to. Okay. Yeah. Which I love. I love making everybody pissed off on uh, May Fourth because I'll always post it's the greatest day for nerds everywhere, and that's the day that All Star was released as a single. <laughs> So I'll screenshot it from Wikipedia, and then I'll post that picture, and I'm like, happy All-Star Day. And people get pissed because, you know, they want it to be Star Wars Day. But I will not let Star Wars wrestle that honor away from Smash Mouth. Oh, no. You get enough Star Wars. Yeah. You know, you never get enough Smash Mouth. That's just a fact. So, yeah, that, uh, um, I think, uh, for a while, uh, my last one of stuff that was cult, but isn't anymore now, uh, Golden Girls. Yeah. Yeah. And that comes from a Golden Girls fan. But yeah, Golden Girls, uh, now it's like every mid 20 something 30 something uh somehow for whatever reason now all of a sudden realizes that they grew up with it or they try and tell people that they grew up with it their entire life mm-hmm. not true so yeah that's that that's probably my the saddest example for me because i i do love the golden girls um I will not confirm or deny that I have Golden Girls pajama pants that uh, we'll just not talk about. I'll confirm that he does. Yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> no, not like that. I just got a Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, oh. No, no, no. When we're in the same place, we don't wear pants. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Can that be a little on the Patreon? <laughs> that is. You got to come up with a name for it. <laughs> Pantsless lunch with Chris and Chris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if can, $112. Yeah, if, if you can figure out the uh, the amount, we have we have an amount that is um, the cost of a Zoom lunch once a month with us. Uh, if you double that amount, I will not wear pants for the Zoom lunch. Mm. <laughs> I, I can only speak. I can only speak for me. Okay. But uh, if you if you double that cost uh, that we had that's on the secret menu, I will not wear pants to the uh, lunch Zoom meeting. But you have to stand up and prove you're not wearing pants oh, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, chest up and be like, "Oh, I'm totally not wearing pants." No, no. Oh no, absolutely. Like, like what I would do is at any random point in the in the lunch, you can like the person would be able to say. So that way I don't like, you know, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, look, I'm not wearing pants. And then I start to eat and then, you know, put pants back on. Like, that's not fair. That's not getting your money's worth. It's just uh, because that's the kind of value I believe in giving our listeners. Of course. Nope. Ain't buying those. (laughs) (sighs) No, I'm not. I'm not paying $200 for a pair of sneakers. No, don't do that. Uh, don't do that. But what you can spend $200 on is the Friends with Benefits Patreon. It's true. Patreon.com slash FWB podcast. Um, if you spend that, then I'll just eat and watch Toby Hooper movies. Ha! What? That's my shtick. Oh, well, you cut up the ante. It's horseshit. Yeah. Well, yeah, go to the Patreon. Tell us how great we are. Tell yeah. us how much you love us. Uh, if you leave us a review, make sure it's five stars. Use the hashtag Poopin' for Co-Run on pretty much any streaming or any streaming. Wow. Any social media site. Yeah. Uh, if you put it in the apparently if you put it in the Patreon donation link, we'll record a special Poopin' for Co-Run episode. Yeah. 
Yeah. Who knows what that's going to entail? You can either use the uh, the hashtag pooping for Koran or you can use the hashtag uh, before it all uh, starts again from our uh, our friend. Uh, our uh, I don't I like I don't want to say sister podcast because we're not in the same network, but you know what I mean. He's 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 part of the podcast family. Yeah. 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 Before it all starts again, if you haven't gone and listened to that show, um, it, it, there's a great story on this week's episode that talks about uh, uh, he talks about that. That convention that we went to in Lexington. Um, oh, no. And April Hunter. Uh, so just uh, think about that um, before it all starts again. Look it up. But uh, go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, until then, until then, for Chris, Chris, not Chris, and Ferguson, who we miss oh so much. Oh, he'll be back next week. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, stay safe, stay happy, do whatever you need to do. Uh, can't think of anything funny to end this with. So, Chris Flanagan has a two-foot penis, and thank you wow. for being our friends with benefits. <laughs>